Welcome to a special edition of the Terrible Outdoorsman Podcast. We have Ryan Collin, your host. Captain JG, back. Jason back is back from his weekends of, of chasing the Thunder Chickens. Jeez. <laughs> uh, no Bob tonight. Um, we were putting this together kind of on a, on a whim just because schedules are going to be crazy with our big trip coming up. And then Jason's got every weekend booked and we want to get his stories out there. Um, so we're just throwing it together uh, one night after work just to just so we can get the stories out there and not wait too long. Uh, the turkey, the main turkey season just opened here in Michigan. The public, I guess, the over-the-counter tag. Yep. Right. So that's just that just open. So we want to get it out there for anybody who's in the woods or I've got a ton of people who have bagged birds and I've seen pictures oh, yeah, all over my Facebook. And it's like, is anybody else that I know in the woods? Because everybody got one but me and, and, and yeah. Yeah. So I guess I haven't even tried yet. So. Well, does, don't worry, because you haven't tried, and I have, and we've both killed the same number. <laughs> you just spoiled your stories. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I did. Way to okay, go. Po- podcast is over. All right, that's been nice. See you, guys. <laughs> it's funny, I was at my dad's a couple days ago. Well, Mother's Day, I went out there to see my mom. Uh, we're standing there just shooting a shit um, in front of the garage, drinking a beer, and my mom like just starts laughing. She points over, and there's a huge Tom walking right through his hayfield. Within bow reins, like it might be a thirty-yard oh, yeah. shot, and I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" Yeah. Like, I got, I don't, you don't need to put out on camo and all that. And go sit in the woods, right. just sit in my How dad's garage. Oh my god, it's funny. Yeah. I think, I think it was when I was, I don't remember if it was you or Bob sent me a picture of like four or five turkeys in the yard somewhere. So that was actually um, from Jimmy. He was driving oh, to my house. Okay. Uh, I think one of the podcasts he was he was driving over to my house and right down the road and in the dude's front yard there's like five or six turkeys yeah. and a couple of them were toms like big toms and yeah. so, <laughs> like funny. you said you see that and you go well how hard could this be right and then we They're get into your story and <laughs> we'll we'll hear how hard it yeah. is yeah but, yeah oh man what what else has been new it's been god about three weeks since we had you on. It, it has, it has. It's been a little while. Unfortunately, don't have any, don't have any hours logged out on the boat. Um, I was spending some time getting prepped for that trip down to Missouri, and then just getting prepped for turkey hunting in general. Uh, I know that my dad, um, he had been out or has been out a handful of times on the Detroit River, just hammering walleye. Yeah. And uh, I, I haven't gotten down there. I really looked back on. Now we're sitting here at May tenth. Look back and go. Wow, I thought I'd at least have one fishing trip to tell. Right. You know, yeah. I, it's been this entire, you know, 20, 2022, I have gone ice fishing once. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> well, you know, if you didn't break your leg, you probably would have done a whole lot more. But I, I can't I say I've done more than that and I didn't break a leg. So I would, uh, if I hadn't broke my leg, I would have more fishing trips and I'd have less money in my bank account. Those are two things That's, I know. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, I bet we got out a few times, a um, couple times locally, and did pretty well. And then went out to St. Clair the one time. But um, other than that, really didn't. My work schedule has been crazy, um, and just anticipation of of this upcoming trip, prepping stuff, and yeah, I, we we I got some terrible outdoorsman stories for you though. Like, oh man, it's been one of those the last couple of weeks where just. Murphy's law again, like anything that can go wrong is pretty much gone wrong, but I think we're, we're sitting good right now. 
Good. Um, found out my musky rod was broken, so that's sweet. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, my St. Croix two hundred and fifty dollar oh. rod's broken. Just I'm, like you, you picked it up and it was broken. No, the first. So the first eyelet from the reel oh. going up. Um, yep. I was just looking at it sitting on the table, and I'm just sitting there drinking coffee, looking at it, and I see the one guide is completely. Not completely broken, but the whole bottom half is shattered and missing a big chunk missing out of it. And I run my finger through it, and you can feel like a super sharp edge. You can see my lines all frayed, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" You know what? That's one thing that you. Now that you mentioned that, that's one thing that I don't think we've discussed in any of our previous that I've been a part of equipment discussions and things. But um, you know, to take a, a brief digression from turkey hunting the inserts in your guides and, and your, your line guides on your rod, you know, kind of checking those periodically for any, you know, yeah. uh, marks or, or scratch or anything. Cause like you said, it will chew your line up and yeah. you don't even realize it. Cause you don't, I mean, you don't really think about that, yeah. right? You're not so, looking at the thing with a magnifying glass. I don't remember if we ever told, if Bob ever told the story on a previous podcast, I don't remember, but there was one year up North that, um, he broke off like four musculars, like in the cast, like he cast, oh, yeah. he cast pretty hard anyways, but in the cast, all of a sudden he just pop and then you see the lure just sailing. Oh yeah. Um, and like every time it was, it off. wasn't a floating bait. Like there was no uh, getting it back. So, and so at, we, at first he thought it was his knots. So he had me like tie a couple, mm-hmm. tie his leader on sure, and sure. it still broke. And we're like, okay, it's not the knot. It's not breaking there. Yep. And, uh, so then we went into town and he bought brand new braid. I think he, whatever, the most expensive braid that Walmart carries and still did the same thing. We're like, what the hell? Yeah. We start looking at it and sure enough, same thing. One of the eyes, the guides and one of the eyelets and about halfway up, it's yep. got a big chunk missing out of it. Almost yeah. identical to what I had. And it's just a sharp edge. It's like a knife. Yep. And it just, as that line goes, like just scrapes across it, it just, yeah. So I noticed that. And uh, actually, a funny story to, to call out. It's a St. Croix rod. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, I don't remember. I thought St. Croix had a lifetime warranty. Well, some of the rods do. Um, so I just called them up, and I'm just see what I can do. And the guy's like, he, I, St. Croix serializes all their, their rods. So he, I read them off the serial number, the model number. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you're just out of warranty by a couple of years. And he's like, but we got a program for you where – it's basically what I have to do is I have to send them a picture of the serial number, a picture of the model number, and I have to send them a picture of the rod broken in half at the serial number. And they'll send me a brand new rod for 70 bucks. Oh, okay. So basically any rod, it's like a flat price and that's 250, I think it's 240, $250 brand new. That's what I paid for it. So I can get a brand new rod. It's not refurbished or anything. It's brand new off the factory shelf for 70 bucks. And I'm like, it's not horrible. You know, and I've, I got yeah, that rod not- back in 13, so it's nine years old. Like, uh, I'm okay with that. Like, that's, I yeah. thought that was pretty good. Got a ser- got some life customer service. Yeah. Like, the fact that he offered that and it's free shipping and all that stuff. So, 70 bucks plus tax, I'll have it, have it to my house. So, when I was in grad school in Wisconsin, I went by the St. Croix uh, shop factory, if you will. I, I forget what city it is over there. And, yeah, they have a bunch of their like marked up rods, right? Like the bargain bin. Yeah. And you're looking at St. Croix rods in the mm-hmm. bargain bin. Yeah. Granted, I I at the time was making no like hardly any money as a grad <laughs> right. student. I was like, well, yeah, these are marked down and that sure is nice, but I need to eat 
today. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you live off ramen for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and, exactly, you know, exactly. You know, so sodium anyway, noodles, but. but yeah, and I relig- religiously use Saint Croix. I've got a couple other mm-hmm. rods that aren't, but I I love Saint Croix. Yeah, and I not that's the first time I've ever had an issue. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a, a statement to them and their customer service. Like you yep. know, some people have told me like, "Oh, I'm surprised you didn't replace it." It's an eight eight year old musky rod. Yeah, like and it's not even a high end. Like two hundred fifty dollars is not a high end rod. Like sure, when it comes sure. to Saint Croix, like. Some of the rods do have a lifetime warranty. They'll replace it, no questions asked, but not that series. So, like, yeah. I'm not – for 70 bucks. what are my options, right? I can just go buy a brand new one or I can do this for 70 bucks. So, Right, right. doesn't help me for this upcoming weekend, but that's why I, say, that's why I have two musky rods. So, yeah. I don't fish super hard for musky anyway, so it's – it'll work out like I, i'm only i was only planning on taking one rod i, I guess i'll just take the other one now mm-hmm. you just so. uh i'm more worried about making sure you got sweet brown queued up exactly that's all that matters you get the sweet brown it doesn't matter what pole you got yep, your dancing yep. makes the pole do the action so oh man that's funny yeah and then we went out to st Clair. so let me tell you that oh, i story. can't wait yeah so we, me, Bob, and Mark talk about it a couple of days earlier, and we're debating between the river and St. Clair. And like three days before that, Brian had texted us, and him and, and Kyle and I think two other guys went down there, and they limited out in like 45 minutes. Yeah, I remember you texted me that. Yeah, yep. and then they fished for another couple hours, and they caught like 70 fish. And But he told I ended up talking to him. He was like, yeah, it's crazy busy launches are nuts oh right right so we talked about it and the only day we had to to go was sunday and we're talking and i'm like man those launches are going to be crazy it was going to be a nice day like the forecast was going to be really good it was going to be 60s and and i was like man that place is going to be a zoo we got to get there at 4 a.m yeah nice day weekend good fishing (laughs) oh geez yeah so i'm like and more, I think Mark had brought up like saying something about uh, St. Clair and chasing the smallies. And I'm like, you know, that's a good idea. I've always wanted to do it. Like, fuck it. Let's, let's go. Like I, I, I don't eat a lot of fish. So like I can live sure. waiting to get some walleye fillets. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, that's fine. I'll get enough pikes, pike fillets next weekend. You know, like, yeah, yeah. let's go chase some smallies. I think that'd be a good time. So we decided to go, um, wake up Sunday morning and Bobby calls me and he's still sick and he's just feeling like hell. And he's like, I'm going to stay home. So it's just Mark and I, and we were going to take Bob's boat. So I just kind of scramble and get my boat ready. Um, not that it was ready. I just, I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. All my shit's at Bobby's house. So Mark has to swing by, pick up all my stuff from Bob's house out of, out of his boat. He meets it, meets me at my house. We get out there about nine o'clock Get launched. Um, so far, so good. Like everything looks fine, and we go motoring out the channel at Selfridge up there in Anchor oh, okay. Bay. We yep. debated between there or the Mile Roads. He's mm-hmm. had a lot of success early spring in Anchor Bay, the Clinton oh, okay. River, um, some of the uh, rock piles and stuff that are out there. So yeah. we decide the Mile Roads are probably busy. <laughs> like let's yep. let's try Anchor Bay. We pull up the parking lot, and there's nobody there. There's not a. <laughs> There's not a boat in the parking lot. It's like nine o'clock on a Sunday. And I'm like, either this is awesome or we fucked up and we're in the wrong part of the lake. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. This, this, and we don't fish Sinclair enough to really know. So I'm like, sure. uh, maybe whatever. Maybe we're, maybe we're missing something, but whatever. Yeah. So we go motoring out of the, the channel there as out of 
Anchor Bay and it's progressively getting wavier. And I'm like, all of a sudden the wind's just like, I don't know if we were just, we were, I don't know, protected by uh, one of the shores or something. Um, all of a sudden we're like, I'm not even up on plane yet. And we're in two, three footers. And I'm like, holy shit. And uh, so it, it gets to the point where like, I'm going, I'm just putzing. Cause we're in like five feet of water. So I'm waiting for yeah. it to get a little deeper and we're putzing and like, the front of my boat is going down these waves and like water's just, just starting to come over the top of it. And I'm like, fuck, like I've not had that boat in rough water yet. Like it's yeah, been yeah. inland lakes. I've, I've had it on St. Clair a few times, but it was always calm when I was out there. So I'm like, okay, I got to give I just gave enough gas, trimmed the motor up. So I was just kind of plowing through the waves. Yeah. And then we got out deep enough and I got it up on plane and it's beating us to death and it's getting worse. And I'm like, God damn, I got to slow down. Like my boat's 35 years old. I'm like, it's going to fucking fall apart. And, uh, so Mark kind of, he's guiding me. He just says, Hey, go over, you know, basically we're, we're fishing in front of, uh, the air force base there. Um, and he said, it's a good 12 foot of water. He's, he's, he's had a lot of success in the spring over there. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let's let's try. So I said, whatever gets me the fuck out of these waves. So we're thinking like the way the wind's blowing, that that shore would block us. It seemed like it was a straight south wind. Forecast was calling for a west wind. It was actually like a northwest. So we're thinking like shore is going to block us, even if yeah. it's coming from the north. Like we'll we'll be able yep. to get good drifts down uh, down through some uh, some good spots. And yeah, no, it's a straight like south southeast wind. And then we motor down there, and by the time we get there, it's a straight east wind. Like just coming, ripping, yeah. just ripping right across the lake. So we motor like out a little bit um, towards Belvedere Bay, and mm-hmm. and I'm and he's like, let's just try here. And we're about ten feet of water, so so <laughs> so we set up there, and I'm like, I'm not really prepared for this because I, I I didn't have myself because everything was over at Bob's from us yeah. fishing earlier in the week. So I didn't have anything tied on. I still had leaders on because, you know, we were play fishing a little bit earlier than that. Yeah. And uh, so I didn't have any shit ready. So and Mark's ready for it because he knew we were going. So he had all yeah. his shit in his house. Like he tied on certain lures. He had fluorocarbon leaders. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So he's fishing away. And I'm I, in my boat. I got a dual console. And I'm, yep. I've got, I'm standing in, in between it. And I've got my legs spread against each side of the console just so i don't fall over and i'm yeah. and i'm trying to like i'm trying to tie on um uh tube jig because i wanted yeah. to, I, heard, I heard tubes were doing really well so i'm like i'm trying to focus on tying this tube jig with these honest to god three to four foot waves at this point and instantly within about five minutes i, I throw the whole fucking mess down and i'm mr green gills <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like chumming oh yeah i'm like oh fuck i feel it's it's <laughs> just like if you were like reading while someone yep. else is driving in a car like yep. that that just does me in and when i'm like down and focus all of a sudden your world yep. ends oh yeah it, i mean and it, I, i'm telling you man it wasn't even five minutes i don't think like i'm just i'm just trying at this point i'm just trying to feed the the line through <laughs> yeah. the eye of the jig <laughs> And I, and I can't even do that because like I'm I'm yeah. we're moving so much and I'm like I, I'm like oh my god fuck this so I just grab another rod that had it had a steel leader on it and I threw a crankbait on I'm like god damn it I don't care what's, <laughs> I what don't I, care. I don't even care what I'm throwing right now I just need to look at the horizon yeah so yeah. then I jump up in the front of my boat and I'm trying to stand up there in these three to four footers and I'm like <laughs> I'm about to go like head over heels 
right into the water every cast because I'm like I've got my feet three feet apart, like like a batting stance. Like I'm just yeah, trying to yeah. I'm holding on for dear like I'm riding a bull. And uh we do this for about thirty minutes. And Mark's in the back of the boat. It's not nearly as bad. Right. right. Um so I end up getting down and I'm standing in, in between my consoles casting from there because I'm like one, I'm about to, I'm about to throw up. I'm about to chum the water, <laughs> and like I just can't, I can't even cast up there, like because I'm, I'm seriously, I'm about to get thrown out of the boat because the waves are so yeah. fucked up. And uh, he's just sitting back on my motor housing, like, just, just casting away, having a good old time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're having a blast, man. And uh, after about maybe 45 minutes, even he was like, we got to get the fuck out of these waves, like this yeah. is rough. And I'm like, perfect, because. <laughs> And well, right before that, I'm standing there and I just stopped casting it because I'm like, I can feel my mouth salivating you're and I know I'm, to get the, you're getting the mouth sweats. Yep. I know I'm done. I know. I know I'm going to puke at this point because like yep. I can just feel it. Like it's just I'm, my mouth's full of water. I'm spitting about every 10 seconds and oh, I'm just yeah. like, I'm moving stuff out of the way because oh, yeah. I'm like, it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> And uh, I think he's maybe he saw that and he's like, eh, "Let's let's go, let's go fish somewhere else." And I'm like, "Yes, yes." <laughs> so instantly, I just fire the boat up, and we just start motoring. I don't even know where we're going. I don't give a shit where we're going. I just want to be <laughs> out of like the wave motion. So we we kind of drove through Belvedere Bay, Bay. We just kind of going slow, just seeing if we're marking anything. Yeah. Not marking anything. It's pretty shallow up in there, anyways. Yeah, um, yeah. So and then the waves are worse because we get kind of get around the corner. If you're familiar with that area at all, like it's like a southeast wind, and, and yep. we thought it was more of an east wind, but it's really a southeast wind. Holy shit! As soon as we got around that point, like oh my god, like I'm holding on my hat and we're just putzing, and I'm like, because yeah. I'm like, it's blowing that that hard. And so he tells me, and I had never fished the Clinton River. I'd never even been to Harley Enzyme because I've always fished the North End, Fairhaven, yeah, yeah. over there. So he's like, motor over to Harley Enzyme. And I'm like, where the fuck is Harley Enzyme? What are you talking? Like, English. where? Just point. I said, point. Tell me what direction. Yeah. So we, we go over to the mouth of the Clinton River there mm-hmm. where there's uh, big breaker walls to yeah. block the wind. And we, we fish these couple breaker walls. And, and at that point, I'm like, this is enjoyable. Because yeah. the wind's completely there's there's a little bit of chop because we're still kind of right on the edge of them and sure. I'm, but I I can stand so we yeah. fish we fish down these breaker walls he hooks about every rock because he's throwing um, he's actually just tossing some new musky lures that he he oh, just okay. bought he just wanted to see the action yeah and he hooked about every st- every rock out there and I'm like and I'm trying to fight the wind because it's still windy so I'm fighting the wind while trying, trying to, get to get him his lure, lure unsnagged because oh, he's got some like thirty dollar wow. you know bulldog type bait on should have just sold him to tie on a casting bobber oh my god so we we drift down this breaker wall by Harley Enzyme and we get into the Clinton River and it's like mm-hmm. calm. And I'm like, I could fish here all day, Mark. I said, I don't give a shit if we catch anything. I could fish here all day. (laughs) He kind of laughed. She's like, yeah, I've actually done pretty well in the summer. He's like, I've never really fished it in the spring. I said, well, we're going to find out. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to find out, man. So we um, we just get up into the Clinton River and just kind of start drifting down it. And I just use my troll motor to to go back and forth. And and this is like two hours in. We still haven't even seen a fucking fish. <laughs> and uh, so we go, we probably drift like a mile and we're throwing everything in the box, just fishing. He, you know, kind of breaking apart one side and then breaking apart another yep. side. And yep. we get down to a certain point and um, he wants to go 
try the there's another um spillway that's down towards yeah. mile roads and i'm like yep. we can go see what the wind's like <laughs> um so we turn around and just start start motoring back out toward the mouth and yeah. again we're about a mile in at this point so we're motoring back in and i'm watching my side imaging and there's all kinds of shit back there like huh. good weed beds and stuff and i start marking fish like good sized fish yeah. um like on the side imaging when you when you mark a fish like you can see the fish you can see the shadow of the fish like it's it's clear as day it's a fish cool cool so we were motoring up in front of one of those right in front of us boats if you know where that is okay um the tow boat thing yeah we're right around there um and we start marking a ton of fish and i show i show mark and he's like let's fish it real quick so put it in neutral and it wasn't three casts later he tied into a bass and I'm like, oh, that's nice. the first time I've ever really used electronics because otherwise yeah, we just kept yeah. motoring. And uh, like he he was even like looking. He's like, oh, they're about 15 feet to the right of the boat. So he casts out there. He's using like a jig or something, and yeah. wham! Nice. Well, that was badass. And I'm like, all right, yeah. this is cool. It's just so we we motor back out to the mouth, and at that point, the the wind had pretty much shifted like south. And it's like, it's roaring across yeah. that lake. And I'm like, dude, we're not getting down to the mile roads. That's yeah. where the other spillway comes in. I'm like, we're not yep. getting down there. Sorry. <laughs> we're going to, I mean, no, it's going to be miserable to get there. Right, right. Miserable to get back. Like, no, right. no. So he's like, well, fuck it. Let's just keep fishing this. If it's, if it's enjoyable, he's like, e- whether we're catching something or not. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, exactly. We fish probably three miles of that river from oh, that wow. point. We just, we just kept working the, the whole yeah. way because the wind eventually sh- shifted to pretty much due east and it was blowing us down the river and i just had to mm-hmm. barely use my troll motor just to keep us away from shore and yeah. we fished for probably another four or five hours oh and, wow and never saw another fucking fish oh sorry <laughs> oh here's a better here's a better question <laughs> did you ever see another boat um not fishing where we were fishing <laughs> Everybody else was like, so. If you, do you know where Harley Ensign is? Sure, drinking. Well, yeah. Do you know where Harley Ensign is? <laughs> um, I'm somewhat familiar. Yeah. So it's just a huge breaker wall, and there's like a yep. little bay there that's all like yeah. I don't know, seven, eight feet. It's actually really sweet. There was about fifteen boats in there. <laughs> Honest to God, man, all fishing, yeah. and it's not that big of an area. Yeah. Um, and then there was quite a few people in Belvedere Bay. Um. And then you did see some crazy people out there by the mile roads. And, mm-hmm. um, but where we were at up in the river, nobody yeah. was fishing for a good yeah. reason because there were no fish in there. But you know <laughs> what? I wasn't Mr. Greengills at that point. I felt good. Um, go. yeah. And then to top it all off, um, we're about, I don't know, maybe two miles back. And my wife calls me and says that she's taking my son to urgent care because he's got what we find out is pneumonia. Oh geez! And I'm two miles back in this river fighting this wind, and I'm like, okay. I was like, what do you want me to do? And luckily, yeah. my wife's awesome. She's like, he's good. Don't get off the water. Like, I'll let you know if it gets any worse. But we're going to just. Yeah. They want to give him breathing treatment and blah blah blah. I'm like, get him on a steroid and whatever. And I'm like, but that's so why I got that in the back of my mind while fighting this. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm just done with this shit. And like, yeah. we hadn't caught anything and. <laughs> Um, eventually gets to a point where we, we just, we got so far back in that river. I was like, let's motor back. It felt like the window was a lot calmer, but again, we were so far offshore. I was like, let's go back out and let's just see what the, what the river looks like. If it's fishable, yeah. that's fine. If not, we'll hit those breaker walls again and then we'll get the hell yeah. out of here. So we motor back out to the mouth of the river and 
Um, the wind was definitely so it, it was calmer. Um, for a reason. Um, so we get out into the mouth of right at the mouth of Clinton river and everybody's fishing there and we just start drifting around 12 feet of water. We probably fish for another 30, 40 minutes and nothing. At this point it's like four o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, man, I just start wrapping up. And, and Mark's like, what are you thinking? I said, I'm thinking we're going home. I said, I'm thinking, wrap it up. I've had enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I've, had, I've had enough shit. Um, let's get out of here. Yeah. So he's like, okay. He doesn't even question it. Like he, we, yeah, at this point, yeah. we've been out there for eight, eight hours from the time right. we got out there to the time I, I said, wrap it up. It's eight hours. Right. And uh, if we were catching him, you know, I would have stayed till dark. Oh, no, sure. And so would he. But it's just, it's with a couple of not catching anything. My son's at urgent care. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Let's go. So yeah. wrap everything up, start heading back. And it's, it's a nice ride. I got it up on plane. We're kind of just riding the waves and we get around the point at Belvedere Bay and it was a straight West wind. And I, I I'm telling you, man, it switched from like one foot, just a little bit of chop to four foot rollers in a blink of an eye. And I'm like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not full, full bore. I'm probably rolling 25, sure, but all sure. of a sudden we start hammering these waves and, and, and I'm, the way I got to go, I can't go – like, I've got to hit them on an angle because yep. I can't go just straight west. I've got to go yeah. north. And if I just go straight north, the waves are coming, like, yeah. right into my side. So I'm trying to cut them. And a couple times I hit some of these waves, and it was like someone dumped a bucket of water on me. I just – I mean, I'm drenched from head yeah. to toe. Um, And by the time – and by the time we got back to the launch, like, I was – I was just fucking fit to be tied. Like, yeah. I was. I really was. And uh, <laughs> so that we make the longer story short, we get it on the trailer, um, start rolling down 59 to get on to 94. We get on 94, and it's a fucking parking lot. An okay. absolute parking lot from 59 almost to it's almost a 696, honestly. It opened up right before wow. 696. They had it down to one lane. I had no idea. I didn't even think about throwing my GPS yeah, on. Right. And I'm like, it. fuck me, man. I'm this day just needs to be done. <laughs> Felt like you just kept getting cut at the knees. Yeah, and we we did we did a podcast the night before, and so I was a little hungover to even start the day. <laughs> I wasn't feeling great to start the day. And we got up at like six o'clock after yeah. I think I left Mark's at midnight the night before yeah. from doing the podcast. Like it's just a bad day. Yeah. Um and then so to cap that story off, there's more to it. There's part two of that story. Um, I bought some new bearing buddies for um, for my boat. Uh, actually, I bought new tires and I bought new bearing buddies for my boat. Mm-hmm. Just because, I'm again, I'm going to be hauling it a lot. I'm like, screw yeah. it. I want to get new, new tires. So I bought new tires. Go to my dad. We jack it up and take the tire off. And I'm like, that hub seemed very loose. Take the tire off and I go and I feel the hub and that fucker is loose. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't know. I'd, I must have fucked something up and I just didn't tighten it down. I don't know how. True, terrible outdoorsman moment. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I just, I could hand turn the nut that holds the, the hub on probably a full turn. Um, wow. Obviously, it didn't do any damage. Like we took it all apart. My yeah. seal was fucked, it was full of water. Because obviously it wasn't pushed all the way up yeah, and it wasn't yeah. sealing anything. So I took it all apart and it's full of fucking water. And I'm like, 
oh my god thank god i caught this because i would yeah. haul, i would just hauled it all the way up north yeah. five hours with this shit um took it all apart cleaned it all up luckily i had i just happened to have an extra seal no mm. idea why i kept it but i had an extra brand new seal so i could pop the old one out put a new one in um, made sure it was tight and i should be good but like i hauled it all the way down 696 94 with essentially a loose hub fucking tire wobbling all the way down there like if that's not fluttering in the breeze if that whole if that whole day is not the most terrible outdoorsman shit you've ever heard like that that's what we are yeah that is do uh, do it ourselves and half-ass it but there were um there were a lot more layers to that than i expected so when i text you four foot rollers and i've got a story for you i meant it I, I meant um, it was like an onion. I just kept peeling it back. Yeah. I thought the story was going to end multiple times as you were saying it. I thought it was going to end when you said you got sick. Like, hey, it was rough and I got sick and that wasn't it. And then you, you went up and fished like, hey, we found a cool spot that was calm. But we didn't catch anything else, and I thought it was ending there. Nope. Then, you, <laughs> then you peek your head around the point, and it's west wind right in your face. Yep. yep. And I thought, oh, we're going to get back to the launch, was, and then that wasn't even the end. It was a fuck of a day. It really was. Like, to add it, like you said, to add on, you've got you know your family on the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. The whole time I've got oh, – you know what? There, there actually is more, more to that story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to share it here because that's like a probably another 20 minute part of the story sure, sure. that I was dealing with while driving home. Um, kind of like a half ass family emergency. And I'm like, oh, okay. oh my God. Like I'm dealing with that while driving home, sitting in this traffic. And oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was something. So Sounds that like was it. my, that was my weekend. That was my, my fishing extravaganza while you're up there chasing turkeys in the mountains. So, wow. Wow. <clears throat> that's, that is quite a story, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. That is, it's that something. That's quite a story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, turkeys. Um, so, Missouri was first, right? Missouri was first, yeah. So, I headed out. Uh, let's see. Let me pull up the. You went with, with Jake and somebody so else? or my It was Jake and I were driving. My brother and I drove down, and a friend of mine from undergrad he lives in Missouri. He's going to med school right now. So that's who we met down there and stayed with. Uh, but yeah, we took off, um, early Thursday morning. It was about a, uh, about a 10 or 11 hour drive. We had a few stops along the way, just kind of taking it easy. Um, but as far as like prep goes for that trip, I am always a procrastinator, uh, procrastinator. I never pack my stuff early. I'm never organized. It's always just a big pile, right? I'm just grabbing armfuls of things to take. <laughs> my my brother is the same way, but my friend Ben, he is like make a list every time we go do anything. He's me right? essentially. So That's he all I said am. and Bobby yeah, so, and Bobby is you. <laughs> yeah, so so this time although I I did procrastinate. I did have a very, very detailed list on what I needed, and it saved me from forgetting a lot of things. So yeah. that that was good. Yeah. When I left, I had a couple of bins. Like a big trip like sure. that, like you gotta you gotta plan. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. So yeah, we went down there, no issues. Um, we got down there on Thursday, and Friday was gonna be our first day to hunt, and uh, 
we we wake up early, get a get a plan together, all fired up, and we go out there and had a little situation with the weatherman, like you did, where you say, "Oh, the wind's supposed to go from yeah. the west and it's from the south." Well, yeah. the rain was supposed to stop at six, and uh, we get out of the truck. Jake puts his rain gear on. I put my rain gear on. Not the most expensive hunting rain gear, but it's relatively new. I've only had it a year. My buddy gets out and he puts on like a uh, Joe's Army Navy like rain poncho. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, and we say, oh, that rain's going to stop at six. We'll oh, be good. Man. So we start, we, we go down the path, a couple hundred yards. We're just going to set up and listen. You know, in the morning, we're just going to listen for gobbles and make a move. And we're sitting there and it's still raining. So we all sat at the same tree. We're sitting there. It's still raining. Uh, it would, it would kind of let up a little and then it would just pour. <laughs> and so we're sitting there like breaks daylight and, Oh, to, I, I forgot a spot to back up just a bit when we get to the pull off. So around this um, state land, there's a bunch of parking lots and a bunch of pull-off areas. Uh, some of the pull-offs are like only enough room for one car, right? So kind of the, the, the moral thing to do is, hey, if you got to a spot and you pulled off at the area to hunt and I got there after you and I see that you're in that area, I'd go find somewhere else, right? Like you got there first, you're good to go. So we pull up and we're getting, you know, getting our vest and shit on. And there were some people camping up the road a little ways. And while we're standing there, this guy, and I think it was his son, they walk up and they're like, hey, how's it going? Good luck out there. We're like, yeah, good luck to you too. <laughs> and they walk down the two track that we're parked at to go hunting. <laughs> and they were just like, uh, where are you guys headed? And we're like, that way. Like the only two track that's here. Right. And they're like, oh, oh we're, we're headed there too. And it was like headed there too what do you mean like yeah hey there's there's woods that we can hunt but like we were gonna hunt the we were gonna hunt this area right kind of yeah. unofficially we were gonna hunt this area and they're like oh okay well we're gonna go down here and we're gonna set up okay and so they walk <laughs> off down the down the tr like i said it's not it's not like there's an intersection with a bunch of two tracks to go like yeah parked at this one access site and there's the path right so that's that's how it started, and we're like, so now we're second in line, walking down the trail, like, okay. Um, so we're sitting there. It breaks daylight. Uh, what was happening is as uh, as the thunderstorm was materializing, it was turning from rain into thunder and lightning, just past us. <laughs> so so we're sitting there, and it's just, I mean, it was like you said, it was pouring buckets down on us, yeah. right? I'm sitting there and there was a branch over my head and the water's hitting me on the head. It was like, I felt like someone was just pissing on my head. <laughs> <laughs> and so it gets daylight, right? We're sitting there. You're not hearing anything. It's way too, like, turkeys get a bad attitude in the rain. I was going to say, aren't, don't they move the best in the rain? <laughs> uh, they, <laughs> they, they get as mad as you get when it's raining. Especially when your yeah. rain gear is not water repellent. Yeah, when it's a garbage bag. <laughs> yeah. When it's, yeah a, so, when it's a camouflage garbage bag you're wearing, so, yeah. So the three of us are sitting there. So Jacob, he had even more confidence in the weatherman. He didn't even bring in his rain pants. Oh. And so so he's like trying to he's trying to stand and huddle over so that his coat protects him. I'm sitting on the ground with rain top and bottom. 
uh, and my buddy's hiding under his poncho, right? And I we sit there for a little while, and we're kind of like making some jokes back and forth. And and eventually, I start feeling the water like soak through my rain gear, and it's just like pouring down my chest. <laughs> it was like I was standing in the shower. Oh my god! And so, so you know, it was like the first day. Ben is new. I mean, he's hunted, but he hasn't turkey hunted. So he's kind of just like, hey, I'm along for the ride. I'm not going to put an end to it. Jacob and I are like, we've paid 200 bucks for our tag. You know, who's going to be the first one to give in, right? (laughs) And I finally said, I finally said, well, you boys feel like scouting from the road. <laughs> and and immediately everyone was like, oh, yeah, sure, we'll go back. Yeah, but nobody so, wanted to say it. Yeah. Someone's yeah. got to be the one to say yep, it. Yep. Yep. So, so we stand up and we head back. Well, Ben, with his army surplus rain poncho, was the only guy that was dry. Oh, my God. And uh, so we ended up getting in the car. And we just said, that's fine. We'll just drive around. Like we'll look for birds, you know, mark it on our phones and that's fine. It's no big deal. And, uh, we're going along. Um, and we look over, there was a big area, uh, maybe a few hundred acres in size. It had recently had a control burn done, um, just like a week before we showed up there. And so there's a few like sparse trees, but it was all uh, like grassland that they burned to, you know, regenerate, uh, restart the cycle with new grasses and things. And I said, well, you know, turkeys will often go to those areas. Um, you know, you're, you're burning grassland. So now they eat like a bunch of roasted grasshoppers and there stuff, right? Like <laughs> there's a bunch of food and things that they'll eat. And then also there's like the fresh growth, the seeds and stuff. So we're going down the road. We look over to the side. There's a group of turkeys like out in the middle of this burn that you can see from the road. Pull up the binoculars real quick. It looked like it was some hens and some jakes. Well, we forgot we were wet then. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, let's oh, go yeah. make a move on them. Yeah. We so dried we, up uh, real quick. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we, we wheel around. We um, One of the things out there, the, uh, the landscape, the topography, a lot of ridges, a lot of uh, creek drainages and a lot of fingers off those ridges. So there's, there's a lot of really cool looking country. Uh, but what we found out and, and then sort of learned like throughout the week of hunting is when you're up on top of the ridge, looking down, you think it looks one way when you're at the bottom looking up, you think it looks a different way. And there's a ton of hiding areas in between. Cause you've just got like ridges, you know, fingers yeah. coming back. There's so many spots for, whether it's turkeys, deer, whatever, there's so many areas from to hide, you know? Yeah. So we end up wheeling around. We make a little game plan, get our stuff back on. Uh, and, and we tried to make a move on those birds and just try to pull an ambush on them essentially. And, yeah. and that, that didn't work. We didn't see him again. Now how, so we, how mountainous is it in this um, area? Like, is it not, is it uh, I wouldn't hilly? call it, it's hilly. Yeah, it's yeah. hilly. I don't know of a spot. I mean, I haven't been to that many areas in, in Michigan. Some of the uh, some of the stuff up like the Porcupine Mountains in the western end of the UP, um, I haven't spent a ton of time up there. I've driven yeah. through it once, and I've, I've uh, drove through it once, and then last fall we went to Lake of the Clouds. Yeah. But to be honest, I haven't been to a spot in Michigan that was like this, uh, but it's hilly. It's not mountains. It's hilly. Yeah. Your, your elevation changes are hundreds of feet up and down. You know, um, but so we're putting in work to chase these birds is what you're saying. Oh oh yeah. And, and going out there, right. Like I'm like, okay, well the, 
the broken leg feels okay, but how's this going to manage, you know, so, up and down hills and things? So you get your okay from your doctor and you're out chasing or checking trail cameras with your dog. And then you're like, let's just go jump into the hills and chase some turkeys. <laughs> yeah. Like, those yeah, are your like one that. and two. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, it was, doctors love you. Yeah, yeah. The doctor <laughs> said, you look good. And I go, okay, perfect. I'm going to go climb a mountain. Let's yeah. go. So we um, we make our way back to the road, and one of the things that's nice in a lot of the areas we hunt in Michigan, a lot of the two tracks are are sandy or, mm-hmm. or dirt and stuff, and and you'll see tracks. You know, a lot of the spots where we were walking out there, it was all grass, so it didn't really pick up tracks very well. Oh. But there was this one patch of sand near the road that had been getting soaked, right? And we saw some tracks through there, um, either Jake or Tom tracks. Uh, anyway, we didn't put necessarily two and two together we just said hey ben there's a turkey track like yeah. example a <laughs> we get to the main road again can't really see very far little creek drainage in front of us and i make some calls with my mouth call like we've hunted now half the day we haven't done one thing turkey hunting except walk around <laughs> maybe i'll just make some calls so he hears what it sounds like right yeah. and i tell him a story about Oh yeah, one time I was messing with a turkey and didn't come in and two hours later it was walking by where I had called from when I went by. And I said, Man, maybe they're just over the hill, like maybe they'll gobble, whatever. Don't hear anything. We walk back to the car, we get in the car and we drive where we had just called from. There was a Jake standing on the side of the road where oh I called my God. from. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we look at each other and I go, Well, Ben, now you have a story to yeah, tell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Terrible outdoorsman. Yeah, yeah. Like, now, what are you allowed to hunt, or what are you allowed to kill down there? Is that the yeah, same so as Michigan? In Missouri, or? in Missouri, it's the same as far as bearded turkey, um, and but you can kill two. So we could have oh, okay. shot two, yeah. So you both could have uh, shot two, even, as, a, even, a, even yeah. as out of state? Right, right. The, oh, okay. the bag limit is the same for resident and non-resident. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, we uh I mean we drive by and they're yeah, the Jake is standing there looking at us like, look at these dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing in Michigan or in Michigan, uh the other thing in Missouri, you can only hunt until one o'clock. Oh so, really? Yeah, so we would pretty much hunt all day until around one o'clock and then we'd head back. So by the time that stuff all had transpired, we we got back in the car for a second time, soaked. And said, I don't care what we see. I'm not getting back out in the car. Oh, that reminds me. When we got, after I make those calls, we walk back to the car, taking our stuff off, get back in the truck, say, man, I'm, you know, I'm soaked again. My brother says, the only way I'm getting out of the car is if I see a strutter 10 yards from the vehicle. And then we see a Jake 15 yards from the vehicle. (laughs) So yeah, that was the first day. And we just look at each other like, you know, all three of us are just going, you've got to be kidding me, right? Is that how this trip is going to go? Yeah. So the next day, uh, put a game plan together, and um, it was a nice, calm morning. Had a lot of gobbling. Every morning that it was nice weather, we had a lot of gobbling. We always had a bird gobble close enough to us to be able to go make a move on it and set up. But um, other than that, uh, for the next couple of days, we never really got, you know, real close to anything. We we would set up and call, but I think a couple of things going against us were, number one, 
public land. There's other guys out there, right? Like you, you have pressure. Yeah. The birds that are easy. Yeah. The the birds that are easy to kill get shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) every day that another easy one is killed, there's one less for me to go after. So um, the other thing we ran into, it seemed like a lot of the birds had hens with them. And so like I have mentioned before in that previous podcast, like, those turkeys, those male turkeys are very reluctant to come into your calling when they've already got hens with them. Right. And and uh, so Sunday morning was our third morning. My friend and I were hunting together, um, had a bird gobble from the ridge over, had a good idea of where he was, put together a nice game plan, set up on him. And uh, afterwards, when the day ended, we kind of realized where he was at. There was a trail on the other side of a ridge that we didn't know about. And we figured he was just going to come in. Well, he got to that that trail and then worked his way down to this field and stuff. And and then when we got down there, after spending like a couple of hours of trying to swing around and, and pull these maneuvers to get in front of him, we got to an area that had some sand and we saw his tracks with some hen tracks. And so, again, just a situation where he's responsive to gobble back a little bit, but he's not coming in. He's pretty right. much saying, I'm over here and I'm headed that way. Yeah. You can join the party if you want to, yeah. you know. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, had that had that happen, and then um, it would have been the last morning that I hunted. Uh, my buddy had to go to school, so he would hunt in the morning for a couple of hours, and then he'd take off. And so we broke apart, and I was going along, and I I ended up finding some hens up on a heard some gobbling, found some hens up on the road. And then I set off, set up off to the side and the gobbler actually came up to the road about a hundred yards away. And I thought I was going to be perfect because I had called and he had responded before he came up to the road. So he didn't have a real you know, pinpoint on where I was, but the problem was again, there were hens involved. And when he got to the road, it was like, well, there's a 50% chance he comes to the calling or he goes the other direction, which I couldn't see the hens at that point. But like, or he could go to where the real turkeys are. Yeah. Right. And so, so that day was kind of funny. I ended up walking each day. We walked three or four miles and I haven't walked three or four miles day after day in my entire life, <laughs> <laughs> let alone with a broken leg that's recovering. You right. Know? And well, it's not, it's not, not just like a leg, walking. but like your, your stamina is not the yeah. same, right? Your oh, breathing's yeah, not the exactly, same because you exactly. haven't been doing anything for I've been months. Laid up. Yeah, exactly. So um, at the end of the day, it wasn't necessarily that my leg was more or less sore, but just my feet, my feet just ate at the end of the day. So, so this, this was Tuesday. Um, Like I said, had that gobbler and I saw him. I mean, he stepped out and I could see his beard like eight or nine inches hanging, you know, Uh, and he made his way off, just wasn't interested. But I was going to meet my brother. He was going to come pick me up at a different parking spot and I was walking on the way there. And actually the uh, the Missouri DNR, like conservation officers in a truck, they were driving around just checking folks and they came by. I talked to them for a little while, showed them my, uh, you can keep, there's an app that you can load your licenses to on your phone. Okay. You don't have to keep like a paper copy in your wallet. Yeah. So that's what I had. So I was talking to them for a little while and the, the officer standing there and looks down and she goes, Hey, look, a mushroom. And I ended up finding like uh, a dozen morel mushrooms. Yeah. And hmm. I've never found them before in my life. Yeah. And I would have, I mean, if it wasn't for them stopping me and picking them up, 
I would have just bumbled my way through him and walked <laughs> over him, you know? Yeah. So, I've, I've seen them before out there, but I've never picked them. I've never gotten into that. I hear yeah, I mean, yeah. guys love it. They're, they're but. good, but it's hard to, it's hard to be staring at the ground when you're supposed to be turkey hunting. Right. right? Yeah. I joke and say, I told my, I've told my brother and my fiance, I said, the only way I'm going to actually find a morel is if I sit down at a tree and it's next to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I'm never gonna, I don't think I have no confidence. I'm just going to look down and there's no. going to be a badge of them, you know? No. So, um, so that was, that was the last day that I hunted. We had to drive back on Wednesday and, um, my brother, I had Wednesday off. My brother works the midnight shift. So he, but he had a guy cover half of his shift. So he had to be back by, he had to be back and at work at 3 a.m. on Thursday morning. And he got to work at 2.27. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, we cut it way too close. He hunted in the morning. I packed up some stuff, but then he got back to my friend's house, like had lunch, did this, did that. Um, and so we were like hauling yeah. on the way back. And, and we – it was literally – it was that close. And, <laughs> and so then I had a decision to make at 3 in the morning, do I – sleep here for a couple of hours and then try to get myself back up to Midland or do I try to make it up to Midland now? So I rolled into Midland at 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and I tech at 5 a.m. I text my boss and I said, I was just on that Thursday, I was just working from home. So I text my boss and I said, uh, just made it back at 5 a.m. <laughs> a little later than I expected. I'm going to use a couple more vacation hours. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be logged in at 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. all in all it was a lot of fun down there like i said every day except for the uh monsoon rain but even yeah. then we had action to set up on like right we messed around, sounds right? like that so, was the most action you had really right um yeah for for my buddy and Seeing i turkeys, hunted, i guess yeah exactly my buddy and i we hunted separate from jacob every day just to spread out um jake had two encounters i mean he had the similar thing where hear birds go set up on them. They just weren't cooperating, yeah. but he, over the course of the, the five days or six days that he hunted, he had two encounters where, um, he had them again, the, the contours, a small hill was between him and the gobbler and it just wouldn't come up to the top. And that, that would have put it in range. And then he had another situation where birds were coming in and he's sitting there, you know, he can hear they're getting closer, getting closer. And then out of the corner of his eye, two hens walk by him and they just, they walk right to the turkeys like they're supposed to do right we yeah. talked about that before so they just intercepted them before they got to them it yeah. was like oh my gosh yeah, so, timing. yeah so all in all for our first time of like chasing them out of state like that yeah. um, i mean to have action to where you're you're hearing gobbling and you have something that's close enough to go set up on that's about all i could really ask for. right I, especially first know, time in that area right exactly like, exactly yeah. you know ben did some he did some scouting as far as like walking around like oh yeah i see turkeys here yeah so um well that's yeah, cool i mean the pictures trip. looked awesome the countryside looked yeah. beautiful man like it, yeah that was that was something i didn't expect i it, didn't expect to look like it that. beat the hell out of me you know almost dying on st Clair. 
I would have much rather been climbing some hills and chasing yeah. turkeys with you than dealing with that. But yeah, yep, it was a. Um, I, I would say it was a little bit less stressful than what you yeah. encountered. Yeah, you didn't turn into Mr. Greengills at all in the woods, did you? No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Unless nope, you ate some I... of those funky mushrooms or something. No, we, we <laughs> ate the mushrooms, but we felt good after. <laughs> you weren't flying through the woods or nothing. No, no, no. Nope. Oh, man. So, so you um, got back but, on Thursday, and what, you yeah, work Thursday, back. Friday, and then you shoot up to the, to the cabin <laughs> yeah, to hunt again? Yeah, yeah. We were, uh, when I had talked to you, we were planning on going camping further north, and, um, that ended up being my brother's plans changed. He was still, I mean, he, cause he works nights, you know, we spend a bunch of time hunting and, and stuff and not really sleeping that great. And then he gets home, like I said, three minutes before his shift starts by the time Friday rolled around, like he was, it's not like we were drinking, but he was still hung over from <laughs> all of the, the Missouri trip. Yeah. And so on Friday I said, it's only where we were going to camp is only about two hours from my house, hour and a half from my house. So I just said, Hey, let me know when you leave. And, uh, we'll just get up there, you know, in the evening, seven, eight o'clock, no big deal. He texted me, he texted me at, I think it was either three or four in the afternoon. And he said, he, he texted me, he goes, if I left right now, I wouldn't get there until seven o'clock. And I, he said, and I don't have, my truck camper on my truck. I don't have my Jeep hooked up and I don't have anything packed. <laughs> I said, Jesus. I go, okay, well just keep me updated. Right. Yeah. So there were a couple of things for me to grab at the cabin. So I headed there and I just waited and was like, well, what, again, let me know when you leave. So the next message was, okay, I got the truck camper on, like should be leaving shortly. <laughs> that was about, <laughs> that was like five or five thirty. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the next message came across about six o'clock and it said, yep, just got to put my clothes in my bag and I'll be ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't hear from him for a little while. And then it was seven o'clock and he said, I'm, I'm just having a little trouble getting my Jeep hooked up. <laughs> I haven't left yet. <laughs> and so he finally rolled out of St. Clair shores at eight o'clock. And when he's, when he texted me that he left, I said, just come to the cabin. Just right. come to the cabin, and we don't have to worry about setting up a camp, right. you know, and all of that. I said, come here tonight. After all that work, out. he went through putting that camp around. <laughs> so, aside from hunting with me over the weekend, regardless of where we ended up or what we did, uh, Sunday afternoon, he was planning on going to that campsite, and then my uncle was coming up with his truck camper. And they're they're there right now. Oh, they okay. hunted. Um, they're going home uh, tomorrow or Thursday. So all of the work he did to prepare, he was going to end up there regardless. But we actually just stayed at the cabin and gotcha, okay. took advantage of. He's just turkey hunting up there. Yeah. Yep. Did they get yeah. one? Not yet. What the? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Saturday man. morning. Terrible. Saturday morning. He's a terrible outdoorsman too. Oh yeah. Oh we yeah. We got to get I him forgot. on. I forgot something. So prior to, so he has a one ton diesel Ford, uh, Ford F three fifty, and he bought it from a guy. It's all souped up. Like the thing can tear two days. So we left on Thursday on Tuesday. He sent me a picture of the axle out from under his truck, sitting on the ground in the driveway. And I said, what what's going on? And he goes, oh, oh, just getting some repairs done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
and he just some minor some, repairs, you know, yeah, new axle. Yeah. And uh, I think it was the U joints. Yeah. I don't even know enough about vehicles, but yeah. I think U joints are on your axle, I believe. Anyway, sure, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Sounds anyway, good. I told him I said, dude, like so. So the feeling that you had on Saint Clair with forty nine things going on in your mind. He has that like for a couple of days with his truck, right? Yeah. And I just told him, I said, if it doesn't work out, we'll take my truck. It's not that big of a deal, yeah. you know? Like, don't freak out. And in the end, between, so my truck, I've got a three quarter ton gas guzzler, but between the inefficient uh, fuel consumption of my vehicle, compared to the astronomical price of diesel (laughs) we only we only save like 20 bucks taking his diesel truck (laughs) oh my god gas is nuts it just i was just looking at it because i was i was going to fill my truck up today for for this weekend trip and yeah it's like 440 a gallon i'm like god damn thank god my boat's full yeah yeah so yeah fast forward this past weekend uh saturday morning um, we had an encounter. I laid eyes on a turkey. Yeah. The problem was right on the margins of my what I felt like was my effective range and some brush in the way. It was a Jake. He was at like 45 yards. I just I just didn't feel the confidence. Should have sent her. I, 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 <laughs> I, looking back, it's like. Yeah, but, had, you know, that's goes back to our previous podcast where we talk about we're all ethical hunters, right? Like exactly. you, you could have sent it, right? And ma- had it had a chance of hitting it. Yeah. Or you could have wounded the fucking thing, you know, yeah. like I mean, I sat here and I expressed what I felt like was my effective range that I'm confident in. And then what am I going to do? Turn around and go against all of that when I'm right. sitting in the woods? Right. You know. Yeah, if you're not so, confident in being able to make that shot, then you shouldn't be taking it. Yep, exactly. No matter whether you're using a bow, whether you're using a gun, if you don't have confidence, like I'm not just winging bullets out there. Like, yeah, exactly. That's uh, exactly. that's not who we are. Yeah. But so, yeah, I had some fun up there, you know, chasing them around. Uh, and and like I said, my my brother and my uncle are going or or have been hunting different spot for a few days. Again, they're they're having action. They're they're yeah. gobbling. They're going out there. They're setting up, and they're just. Um, the the public land birds they just behave a little differently because yeah. everyone gets a chance to mess around with them yeah. right so it's one of those things that it's fun the chase that's why we do a lot of this stuff right it's the yeah. chase you're, you're going after muskie you're going after walleye you're going after pike on winya you're going yeah. after deer it's the chase of going out there and um, certainly don't take anything away from private land go out there call he walks in oh yeah blast him but when you when you do get something public land, whatever it is, I certainly think you can hang your hat on that. And yeah. So, Oh, for sure. Especially when it's land that you don't hunt. It's one thing, like if you live right next to the public land and you, yeah. can, and you can scout it. Right. But right. Right. You know, I know there's some, you know, hunting snobs out there who say like, you know, if you, you don't have a chance in hell shooting a deer on, on public land like, or, or it's harder. And it is, right. You don't seem yeah. to understand that. Like these guys who have private farms and, and, and even not even just that, like having private land where you can set up trail cameras and you can yeah. track your deer and you can, you know, just have an idea of where things are moving on your property. Yeah. Like that's a game changer completely can compared to just walking into some, 
barren land and and just you've never been there before and you're like oh let's go look for some turkey sign or yeah, some deer sign exactly, and like I mean, you're at the saturday, luck of the luck of mother nature there but you know yeah saturday morning all saturday morning we went to an area that we had hunted before so we we know the land a little bit but i mean it's it's like you just said show up in the dark walk up onto the top of a hill and say okay like i hope yep. we hear one yep hope we hear turkey <laughs> like yeah yeah well. so but it, it was fun and i look forward to uh i'll be getting back out i might this weekend a friend of mine is coming in from out of town he'll be flying into grand rapids he's going to um an aquatic science conference in grand rapids next week so he came in a few days or will come in a few days early and uh i might have him bum around with me out in the woods um i i don't he's not gonna buy a tag just just yeah. not the time and and not worth the price right now for him to yeah. pick one up but there's another chance that we might actually do a little fishing so we'll see i'm, go. I'm gonna be doing something i don't know what it is but i'll be doing something when's your next plans for turkey hunting um it'll either be with him this weekend that again is kind of up in the air um but uh the following weekend I've got a wedding to go to Saturday evening, but Saturday morning I will for sure, unless it's a torrential downpour, I will be out in the turkey woods. It's going to be so. like uh, like grumpy old men or grumpier old men. You're going to show up to the wedding with <laughs> muck boots on. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, that in the invitation it says, I, I should say it's actually the – reception they got married last year just a real low-key thing yeah. but in the COVID wedding the, let's be real COVID mm-hmm. wedding yeah in i the went reception. to a lot of those last year they were they <laughs> yeah. were like oh yeah we've been married for a year uh okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah in the invitation it says you know like informal dress you know wear what you want i'm just hell i'm gonna show up in my camo <laughs> yeah muck boots turkey vest <laughs> yeah exactly face paint still on yeah yeah <laughs> That's that's how I do it. See, if I got married again, I told my wife like I want that to be the dress code camo. There you go. Yeah, real tree pattern. Yeah, <laughs> tree bark. Yeah, tree bark. <laughs> that's it. Everything. Oh, that's oh, fun. Well, that's fun. So, maybe one of these days I'll be able to get onto the podcast and then tell you a story where I pulled the trigger. That would be nice. Or maybe we caught some fish or we didn't yeah, die yeah. On, die on the lake. Yeah. So far we've talked about preparing and we've talked about uh, unsuccessful trips. We <laughs> <laughs> Well, in the last podcast we we brought up that, you know, we're not because we had some technical difficulties one of the previous oh, podcasts. Okay. And we said, you know, we're not the perfect outdoorsman. We're the terrible outdoorsman. <laughs> yeah. This shit does not need to be perfect. We're not going to yep. be successful. Like occasionally we're going to be successful, but more yeah. often than not, we're not successful. That's why we're the terrible outdoorsman. Exactly. Exactly. We, we try, we try hard though. We mean, we, well, we try hard. Like we I said, I've never well. walked. I've never walked that much in my life. Yeah. You know, five days we were putting on anywhere from three to four miles, you know, and some up and downs. And it was like, I've never done this even when I was in good shape without yeah. a broken leg. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to make a, make a point to find one of these weekends uh, to go chasing birds. I know. Like I, said, I, I don't, know I don't even need to get a tag. I just want to get in the woods. I, I, uh, I, I texted you the other day that I got a vest, my uh, wife's, uncle came into town and he had a brand oh, yeah. new turkey vest nice. he's like you know anybody who wants a turkey vest and i'm like yep <laughs> what size is it <laughs> it's a sa- he's about, he's about the same go. size as me and i'm there like perfect absolutely i'll take yeah. it like it's a nice vest I'm like maybe so. um 
So one of these weekends, we got to find some time. Like I said, I'll just come. Yeah. I'll film you. We'll. I'll bring yeah, the podcast yeah. gear. Shoot up to your cabin, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be yeah. a good time. Like you said, we joke around about. I feel like we could go between you, me, and Bob. We could go through every single weekend and talk about somebody is doing something somewhere, whether it's hunting, fishing, family, friends. It's like, yep. Over the course of a year, literally every weekend could have something going on. Oh yeah, for sure. It's going to get harder as the summer gets going, yep. which is why I wanted to put this together now. Yeah. Like, is I'm we're leaving thursday morning to go up uh up north and then we're going to be tied up and we're going to have lots of stories from that so like we're and then you're busy you got weddings and it's like we just got to get this out there we got to get yep. this you know on the air get it get it posted while it's still relevant it could yeah. be august we're posting turkey you know turkey stories no one's gonna give a shit no one gives a shit yeah. now let alone in august <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> ain't nobody got time for turkey talk it's actually that that episode's done pretty well Good. Um, it's actually got more listens than some of the other ones. So, and I was, oh, okay. I was leery because I don't know how many, uh, oh, sure. turkey hunters we have for listeners, but it actually did pretty well. So it got me interested in doing it. So, yeah, yep. yeah, no, you're right. We'll definitely try to put something together. Uh, of course it is, it is busy, but we'll just, what's the last day again for Turkey? June? Uh, the last day is the, uh, for the license that I have, the last day is, um, the last day of May. Oh, okay, and then the so, is it the over the counter one goes into June um, or there's a there's a license that is limited quota that you have to put in and apply for and get a, get drawn. Oh, okay. That one has I think it's the first week of the season, and if you don't get a bird, then you get um I, it's four or five days of June. So, oh, okay. So yeah. we're running out of time. I know it. I know it. I know it. Yeah, if we're gonna do this, it might end up being a fall turkey hunt episode. <laughs> it might, it might, yeah, might have to just circle back on next that. Next year one. we need to plan better. Like yes, we need I to think plan. Next year, a, well, I, the positive is next year going into spring turkey hunting. You won't have a broken leg. Be, okay, well I can't guarantee that. <laughs> That's I'm not true. making that. That's I'm true. not making that bold prediction. But. Um, well, going into it, yes, we will sit down and, and plan yeah. out something as yeah. opposed to. Well, by then we'll have a year of podcasts. Um, yep. We'll have national sponsors. Yep. Well, you know that's we probably dream. we probably will quit our jobs by then and, and do this full time. Yeah, we'll have we'll, <laughs> we'll be able to hunt all all during during the week. We're going to have to, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's that. That's that's the dream. But now we can wake up and finish this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. What yeah. about you? What's going on as far as fishing plans? Obviously, you got when you're coming up. I mean, everything's packed and loaded, right? You got those bearings grease now. Yeah, the, the, and it's tight. The hub's tight, and, and they're full of grease. But this is my list, my oh, packing list. Uh, yep. I had to go out to my dad's today and just help him with a few things. His boat, his radio wasn't working. You can't not have tunes on the boat. Like, that's just oh, yeah. ridiculous. So we got his, his boat kind of finalized and wrapped up, and... Uh, last weekend we fixed fixed mine, put my new tires on. Um, I actually put a bimini top on mine. Oh, there you go. Yeah, my dad bought one on on Amazon. It was actually pretty cool, super easy uh-huh. to put on. And I'm bringing up my son, and the forecast yeah. is 
going to be really nice. I don't know it does look nice, how conducive it's going to be for fishing because, yeah. you know, up there, it's if it's cold and windy and rainy, that's when you're hitting them. My hope, though, is the muskie turn on, though, because it's yeah. similar conditions to the year you came up when we did really well with muskie. Oh, okay. It's going to yep. be high 60s, 70s. I think even Friday they're talking almost 80. Yeah. So just with that, I, I wanted to put a bimini on because I'm bringing up my seven-year-old son. I can't, yep. If he comes back Friday, my wife's going to murder me. You know, so I just figured if it's one of those days where it's hot and no wind, throw up the bimini, get a cooler full of beer, throw some chub, throw some chubs out back, and just have a good old time. Put your feet up and relax. Exactly. Opposite of what you did on St. Clair. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see what the weather. I mean, you know how the weatherman goes, right? You can't trust them. So yeah. I mean, it's it's something I've wanted anyways because there's. Honestly, there's those days on St. Clair when it's like 90 degrees out and you get so sick of casting and sitting in the sun. I'm like, how nice would it be? I can just throw a bimini up real quick yeah. and I can just sit down and get the hell out yeah. of the sun. Exactly. You know, or, you no, know what? There's no let's, relief from it. Yeah, let's throw a couple lures out back and just go troll around yeah. just to get a, an hour break from casting <laughs> some, and sitting in the sun, some, you know? Get some air moving past me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, so the bimini was like 150 bucks or something like that. Oh, it was go. super easy to put put on and I'm like, yeah. So, so yeah, I did that. So my boat's ready to go. So I, I have stuff staged and packed. Um, and then honestly, if we weren't doing this podcast, my whole truck would be packed. I'd just be sitting around tomorrow, just chomping at the bit to to go. But so when will be, when will your first fishing trip be this week? Well, Thursday. Oh, is it, uh, no, I mean like the first time you'll be out on when you're fishing will be Thursday. Yeah, we're going up Thursday morning. We're leaving at seven, seven o'clock. So we'll get there about noon and then. Yeah, you know, I'll be on the water probably by one o'clock on Thursday. Nice, nice. So, yep. And then we'll fish Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe Monday morning, and then drive back Monday afternoon, evening. Yeah. So, and then after that, I don't have. Well, the next trip after that would be to Guamanan. Oh, that's okay. The when end, is that coming up? That's the end of June. Oh, all right. Yep, yep. So that's going to be a good time. Yeah, yeah. me, Bob, and Mark. Um, we're heading up. We're going to camp right there at the mouth, uh, yep. Superior, um, in Taquamina State Park. And then we're going to fish the whole river from the mouth, from Superior, all the way up to Taquamina. Nice. All the way up to the falls. So that should be a blast. That's be a, lot of a lot of scenery, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just, One of those and trips it's gonna be a, where. It's, it's going to be a pretty much a diehard muskie trip but i've heard that guys really catch a ton of smallmouth and it depends on time of year but where we're going it's going to be or when we're going it's gonna be like the third week in june so should be some good conditions for up there water temp and the bass the bass bite so that's the hope like i'm gonna bring both because i'm gonna throw heavy for muskie but if we're not seeing any action throw on some tube jigs, some Senkos, and start start hitting some smallies. So that seems like it'll be a trip that will be a lot of fun. Again, looking at the chase, but also the scenery will, yeah, it'll be, it won't make the days, you know, drag on. Like you'll always be seeing something new. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yep. And then after that, we get into some camping trips. So I think July and August, we, I've got a couple different camping trips with the family, mm-hmm. which will be fun. Probably do some fishing during them. I'm not sure if I'm yeah. going to get the boat up there. I'd like to. Bobby was talking about bringing his boat up because oh, okay. he'll be there with me. Um, we just got to figure out transportation of getting a boat up there. Yeah. But we'll be up at Clear Lake in Atlanta. Um, okay. 
So we thought about hitting Black Lake. Um, hell, we could shoot over to Whitney if we wanted to for the day. It's not far from there. Yeah. Um, Black Lake, Fletcher's Pond, there's Hubbard Lake not far from there. So we got yep. some options. So we'll be up there for like nine days. So, cool. yeah, we got lots of trips planned um, coming up. But the only two fishing ones are going to be Winya and then Tequamanon. Yeah. And then every – so far, every week I've gotten out. That's kind of been like my goal of this summer is every week I'm going to get out at least once. There you go. Even if it's just one night after work, I'm going to yeah. go out. But, yeah. Nice. So we went out to – I don't know if we told you we went out to Woodland. It would have been the day before we went to St. Clair. Mm-hmm. Me, Bob, and Jimmy, we did pretty well. Nice. Um, we only got, I think, four in the boat. We lost a bunch. Uh, Bobby, yeah. Bobby was a little rusty. He, got to sharpen he, those hooks. No, he forgot how to set the hook, apparently. Oh. You know, he said he just – it was in one of the podcasts where he talks about it, but he just he felt like he just he, – his reaction time was down. Like he just felt rusty. <laughs> like he just was forgetting to set the hook. You know, because he didn't fish much last year after Winya. Like he went oh. most of the summer with just with – schedule being crazy he didn't fish a whole lot so he's like man it's been like probably nine months since i hooked into a fish he's like i'm out of my game but so yeah we only put probably four fish in the boat um but i bet we connected with probably 12 fish nice nice. so a lot of action and we lost i bet we lost five that we actually hooked into and lost them right at the boat so i did hear jimmy say on the podcast that he tied into a record stump oh my god he is known for hooking stumps yes yeah, he. I took him out to Wolverine Lake out here. Um, oh, okay. The first time I really had my boat out, and it was super windy that day, and we got up into a bay, and he's casting a, I don't even know, a swim bait or something right next to shore, and sure as shit, he hooks a stump, and I'm like, dude, you're not getting it back. I can't get in there because it's, <laughs> it's like 30-mile-per-hour winds. I said, so I've got, like, the boat facing away from shore, and right, I'm trying right. to, like, back the boat in, but – my boat having the inboard outboard, the lower yeah. unit sits pretty low. So like all of a sudden yeah. I feel it hit bottom and I'm like four feet abort, from shore. Abort. I'm like, unless you're going in, take your, take your slippers off and climb in. <laughs> I said, I'm not getting any closer. So either cut yeah. the line. Um, cause I'm just like holding, got the trolling motor, like keeping us away. Like, cause the wind's just beating us. Like on, I, yeah. it was like 20 mile per hour gusts. Like it was bad. And, you seem um, to like to go out when it's really windy. It's every time I've been out this year, it has been windy. Every, even when that day we were on Woodland, mm-hmm. oh, that's another story. Well, if you listen to that podcast, um, we got out on the on the water and Bob's battery was dead for his I trolling heard part motor. Of that. Yeah, yeah. So it, that was a hell of a weekend. But um, yeah, so and he at first we were going to try to fight the wind with just a big motor, and I'm like, dude, yeah. just go to the store and buy back. Like, yeah. No, it's going to be bad, but so, yeah, we got some good stuff coming up. Hopefully you can uh, get a bird. That would, that would free up some other weekends to do things. Right. See, if you would have just got a bird in Missouri, well, you probably still would have got one to get one in Michigan. If I had shot that one on Saturday. Yeah. Hey, did you see that the bear and elk tags are open right now? Yes, sir. So I've been applying um, for years now, and I think I'm going to start applying for a tag. I've just oh, okay. been doing the points. Just the points. For, yeah. shit, probably eight years I've been doing points, and we were applying oh, for okay. tags before that. So I've got yeah. to have – I bet I have 12 to 13 points for both. Oh, there you go. So I'm going to start applying you for an actual it. tag. You watch. I'll get both of them, and that's going to be one of those years. Like, your ass is going to be there. <laughs> when we're going bear hunting, you're going to be there. All right. Yeah. 
But, no, that would be cool. But yes, I did see that, and uh, I'll actually be over at the office tomorrow. And at the office where I work, we have a little kiosk to sell licenses. So I'll be getting my getting my points. There you go. There you go. Have you been doing it or no? I have. Uh, I've only been doing it for elk. Um, I wish I had started it. I wish I had known more about it and then consistently done it. You know, yeah. for several years. I think yeah. I'm only up to. I think I'm only up to about four elk points. This might yeah. be my fifth or this might be my fourth. I don't expect to get an elk tag because I've heard that it takes like anywhere from 15 to 20 points to, so that yeah. means 15 to 20 years. Yeah. Like, so I'm not expecting to get it this year by any means. The first year we started applying, we were applying for bear up in the UP and we got it oh. the first year. Oh, okay. But we were not expecting it. We were just like, yeah. we didn't know you could just do points. So we got the tag and we're both like, fuck we're not ready for this like <laughs> like because i think you find out like what in june july and i'm like something like that. like two three months away like i am not i i don't either i didn't have time off work or like i don't sure, have sure. i don't even know the first thing about hunting <laughs> yeah. bear like i was like yeah no so from that point forward we've been doing we've been applying to uh red oak because oh, okay. we figure we'd probably hit on away um, because mm-hmm. they've still have bears every summer tearing up the corn up there. Oh, okay. So I'm like, and then actually the last couple of years we've had, we had a giant on camera just sitting there, just, you know, uh, how are you doing? Oh, so, wow. I've seen, yeah. um, I have seen four while turkey hunting. So I've two. never seen one in the wild though. Oh, okay. And I've always I've, wanted to, like, to I've me that'd be... Two. While I was while we were driving from the safety of the vehicle, and I've seen I've seen two while we were sitting there hunting. Uh, one of them I was I mean it was when I first started turkey hunting. I was probably you know twelve or fourteen at the time, sitting next to my dad, and we hear this huge branch break behind us. And I turn and we both look, and he goes, "It's a bear." And I go, "What are we gonna do?" And he says, "Nothing." Yeah, nothing. <laughs> He says, so it, it he says, throw, sh- throw shit in its face. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I mean, it walked where do I get like shit? Don't worry. Yards. You'll find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It walked by at like 50 yards. I mean, it was just, you know, yeah. wandering through the woods. And then two years ago, same thing. We were sitting there. I'm half asleep listening for gobbles in the morning and it's breaking daylight. This one I didn't hear. And all of a sudden he elbows me. He goes, there's one. And I'm thinking it's a turkey. Right. And here I look over and. I don't you know start if it was pumping big. shells into it like, <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know if it was a big bear or not. They all look big when you oh, don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that thing, again, just, like, walked by, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we are again. <laughs> what are we going to do? Nothing. Yeah, that's always something I've thought about, like, sitting in the woods, like, especially once we start getting them on camera. I'm, I'm, I'll sit there in my tree stand. I'm thinking, like, what the fuck am I going to do if I see a bear come walking in front of me? You know, like I play that scenario out in my head and I'm like, besides shitting my pants, I don't really know what I'd be doing, you know, yeah. like, uh, and then I'm like, oh, you always hear the stories like the bear climbing up the tree. And I'm like, right, right. that, that right there videos. is the whole reason that I got my CPL Oh yeah, because, um, I didn't want to have to, con- I didn't have, I didn't want to have to try to open carry it in, and while like. Cause I usually throw it in my backpack or I'll, yeah. I'll, I have a shoulder holster so I can keep it inside my coat. Um, yeah. So like, it's just, that's the whole reason I got my CPL. I don't even carry yeah. my gun that much, but it was yeah. just so I can make sure I have a gun. I can just throw it in my backpack, whether I'm bow hunting, gun hunting, right. even when I'm gun hunting, like I don't give a shit. 
I got more yeah. rounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Even if I'm scaring oh, the thing funny. away, but yeah. Well, cool, man. I appreciate you getting on, um, telling your story. Yeah. No you problem. Know, after, um, a, after a work week or work day. One thing, one thing I would like to report is successfully, I, I did successfully load my gun every day. Oh, good call. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Jimmy had said something. Um, was it Jimmy? Oh, no, it was Ben. So Ben, who um, I got to yell at you because apparently when you called him out in the one episode, you didn't use his name. He's like, does he not remember me? When you're talking about shoveling the snow off the, I the roof. I didn't remember his name. Oh, no? Well, sorry, Ben. No. He didn't know you. <laughs> he helped, yeah, we shoveled, we shoveled the roof together, and then he brought pie. I remember those two. Yes. Parts. Yeah. He called me the other day. Um, just, to he wanted to just shoot the shit and he wanted to tell yeah. us how good of job we were doing on the podcast. And, oh. um, he, he, he was laughing about that episode because he like, it brought back memories of like that day that you were, you and him were shoveling off that. And then he's, yeah. and then that night when they were whooping our ass in Euchre, <laughs> that was not fun. Oh man. Yeah. That was funny. That's funny. But yeah, he even made a comment though about um, loading the gun. He was like, "Dude, I was cracking up. I was at work in a loader, and Jason said he didn't load his gun. He's like, and I just start fucking laughing. I'm like, that's what we do, man. Like, we've all pretty much done it. He's like, I've got so many stories. He's a big hunter. He doesn't fish. Yep. Um, he's a big hunter. So I'm definitely gonna have him on once we get into more hunting cool. podcast, cool. deer hunting podcast. But yeah, so." All right, man. I probably, I probably didn't remember his name because I was drinking Captain Inverners. Yeah, because you were passed out, you know, <laughs> at, that night. All your memories of that day are gone. Yeah. Unless I had pictures of it, you don't even know you were there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The pictures yeah. prove I was there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, well, cool. Well, we'll wrap this up. Um, I appreciate you getting on during the week and telling your story so we can get it out there. No um, problem. I'll get this edited and probably posted uh, tomorrow before we leave. That way we can get it on the air and um, we'll have lots of report next week. Looking forward so, to it. Have fun up there. We'll have to see if um, it'd be cool if you could call in or something one day when we do one. If yeah, you're free, maybe. If you're free. So we can give you a live update. There you go. A live check-in. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll just call you anyways while, anyways while you're doing a podcast. So be leery if you get a phone call from me. <laughs> okay, okay. Anytime, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It could be uh, – be careful what you say when you answer. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I'll just assume that everyone is listening. Yeah. Oh, man. Cool. All right. Any other comments? No, sir. Good to be back. Hopefully yeah, we one mi- of we missed I you for two weeks. You. We had to deal I with know. Jimmy for two weeks. Ah, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. But all right, cool. Well, again, if you uh, if you don't follow us on social media, please follow us on social media. We've got TikTok, Instagram. We have a couple of videos posted on YouTube. More to come. Um, do you guys record any of that, Jason? Any video while you're turkey hunting? You know, I I have a little cheap uh, video camera that I did pack in my bag, but Never I was a little bit out. more. I didn't take it out. I was more focused on killing a bird and telling you about it instead yeah. of not killing one and showing you. What's What's funny about that is that day we were on St. Clair, I brought my GoPro. I oh, never touched okay. it because I was so worried about fucking capsizing. I never touched my GoPro, and we're driving home that day, and I'm thinking, 
that would have been great footage. Like I'm just like I could have played that video with Gilligan's Island and like you, you would have made everyone seasick. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I could have just been wearing the. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, follow us on those. Um, we'll have lots more content. Especially uh, Bob's going to be getting a GoPro too. Um, so we'll get some good video content to upload to that and. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a review. We've had a few people leave us reviews, and feedback's been great. Five stars on everything. Leave us the good. Leave us the bad. We want to know so we can get better. So a year from now, we're doing this you know, with all of our national sponsors. <laughs> we'll have a and, bunch of uh, bold predictions that we've checked off. We'll have a bunch of yeah, new ones. Yeah. All of the technology will be just yep. perfect. Yep, we've gotten a bold prediction from everybody that's gotten on. So, yeah good stuff so all right man thanks again as always get outdoors don't be terrible